Hi, welcome to Geek and Sassy. My name is Jennifer Smith, here with the wonderful and beautiful Miranda. How are you doing, Miranda? I'm doing. Not That's a bad what way. you said last time. But this time it's in a different tone. It's a different doing. It's a different doing. Okay. A better doing? A better doing. Okay, good. Now I would like to tell people, though, yes. in case you ever wondered, blueberry muffins do go with wine. Do they? They do. What kind of wine? Um, it's from the vineyard uh, back home where I'm from. Mm-hmm. So it's like a white. It'd be similar to a, like a Pinot? Moscato, maybe. Oh, Moscato. Similar to like a Moscato. So maybe sweet. Riesling. Yeah. Okay. It's very good. It's called Orlinda Gold for this little city that's right there. Since when do you drink during podcasts? Um, since tonight. Oh, good. I can see I've been rubbing I've off on before. you. I've done it before. I've done it before. It's been a long time. It has. And then I've done it a few times where just nobody knew I was doing it. Well, what's so. the point? You got to tell somebody. Well, yeah, but am I good? Am I? But does it make me that like that really good and professional that nobody even knew? Um, yeah, probably so. Yeah. So like, you know, professionalism 2019. <laughs> That's what we're all about here. Professionalism. <laughs> nope. What we're all about here is Halloween. So this is our Halloween episode. And Woo-hoo. we are just a few days away. Um, what are you guys doing for Halloween? We are staying here and handing out, I was going to say candy, but technically we don't hand out candy. We have before, but then we either end up with a bunch that like, I really don't need to be eating, especially since I've lost weight since my jaw surgery. So I'm like, I really don't need to be eating that. And two, like I have a kid that like eats barely, not barely any of the candy that's given to him because there's so much he won't eat. And then I feel bad for like. There just seems like there's so many allergies and like sensory sensory and texture issues that we got some of those little like slap like gel sticky you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Parents actually sometimes hate them because the really crappy ones leave stains on your wall. Yeah, Ethan kid. was playing with one today. Yes. Yeah, I bought those. Oh, nice. I bought a bunch of those. Don't you but usually I, do I bought, comics too? I do, but I didn't order this year because so when I order those, normally I get them. Because it's 25 to a pack for like five bucks. They're smaller in size and thickness. They're not very big. But I've always gotten them in the past because I hand them out at school. Uh, well, we're like in seventh grade at middle school, so there's no class party anymore. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't have any to hand out. So normally I've bought them a bunch because I'll like give the rest away at Halloween to like the first so many kids. Mm-hmm. But this year I just have 150 sticky slap things that are shaped like bats and skeletons and stuff. So you're going to dress up? We are. What are you going to be? We're going to be Grim and Mandy from the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Oh, cute. Yes, Kaden picked. So we are Grim and Mandy, and he's really mad that Jerry's not here to be Billy, but Jerry does not like dressing up anyway, so yeah. probably would not have happened. But, you know, there's that. Well, maybe we will post some photos on our Facebook page. Yeah, I'll on all those. the social medias. Yeah. On all of them. We decorated today, too. I know. Last minute. I wasn't sure if I wanted to. It's a lot of It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. To, like, decorate, and then you got to take it all down. Yeah, like, it's a pain. Right. So, 
when you walk it up our uh, walkway from the mailbox there, and I say that like these people know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. So we have graves on each side. Nice. And then the night of, because I don't really want them out there right now, I went and bought a bunch of those like flicker light candles. Mm-hmm. Trick and tip, boys and girls, you can buy those at the Dollar Tree. Like the bigger ones that look like real lighting, like real candles. Mm -hmm. And I've got a couple of those we're going to put in front of each grave. And then I went to Lowe's today, and surprisingly, they had all of their Halloween stuff 75% off. Because no store actually usually does that before Halloween. They had everything 75% off. So they had these lights that you turn on. It looks like giant eyeballs or... On your house. Mm-hmm. And I got them for $5 a piece. Oh, nice. I need to check those. Lights. Yeah, I got the big lights that I'm going to put. So there's like a set of red lights on one side of the house and a set of green lights on the other that look like eyeballs. So that's all I did. But that's enough. Well, that will be cute. Yes. I felt like it's spooky, but not too spooky. Because mm-hmm. I like the spooky. Like, if I had the money to go all out and be like the house that the kids were like kind of scared to walk up to, but they wanted to do it to show their friends they could do it, yeah. I'd do that house. Yeah, me too. For sure. Yeah, I'd totally be that house. In our neighborhood, they were, it's pretty tame. You know, like, we have an inflatable and some ghosts in the trees and a little graveyard at the mailbox and lights. And I mean, cool. It's pretty tame. Um, I do wish that one of our neighbors would go all out, you know, do like full on haunted house. That would be oh awesome. Oh my gosh, yes. Now, your neighborhood would be the perfect neighborhood that if everyone or pretty much everyone handed out candy or whatever mm-hmm. would be like the perfect neighborhood for it that. It is. I mean, it's a good size. It's It doesn't take you forever, you know. And right. It, but you also hit a good a good amount of houses based on last year. And, um, well, there's like that one way in, one way out. So you guys yeah. are essentially like a giant cul-de-sac kind Pretty of. Pretty much, yeah. And, and so to me, it just feels like it'd be safe for kids safe, to yeah. trick or treat. Like, um, we don't get people like bust in here, like at some of the fancy like neighborhoods. I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's, but there's also still a good crowd. Um, of of people coming by and walking by and stuff. So makes it worth it if you're gonna buy. So if you're gonna buy stuff, you're gonna decorate. You feel like it makes it worth yeah, it oh that yeah. you did it. Yeah, I think so. From and, a financial standpoint. And you know, like Ethan, he he doesn't really have any friends here, and I've gotten it, somehow <laughs> I have reached out to one of the mothers of one of the little boys in his class. Um, one of the few people that Ethan does like. And so she and I have just talked on Messenger or whatever and seemed kind of friendly with each other or whatever. So I asked what they were doing for Halloween. They are new here, so they didn't have any plans. And I invited them over. So this will be the first night that I meet her and the children and whatever. So See, there's kind of a good thing about that, though, because so say you don't really like end up hitting it off. Mm-hmm. Technically, you're trick-or-treating the whole night and, like, walking. Mm-hmm. So, one, she's not, like, up in your house where you have to be like, okay, thank you, bye-bye now. Well, you know, you know I told her I was going to do, like, dinner, um, pizza and snacks right. or whatever. And that I would be drinking alcohol. And she was more than welcome to bring alcohol if she wanted it. And, you know, dressing up. I told her I was dressing up. So, um Hopefully she'll be cool. You know, I'm kind of hoping for her to be cool more than I'm hoping for the boys to get along. Well, because you kind of already feel like they do. I feel like they kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hopefully so. Um, that works. But yeah, it, it'll be a good test run, I think, for us. I think it's the perfect option because it's not like you're meeting somewhere where you're like, you hate the place you're meeting at and yeah. you want to leave. But if you leave, it's obvious that you don't want to be around those people. We're weird because like, I think that, well, me especially, I don't think either one of them care, but I'm so sort of like desperate for friends <laughs> in real life <laughs> that I think I come across as too over-enthusiastic. So I'm like, I feel like I'm going to ruin it with my enthusiasm. And then if I don't act happy, then she'll be like, you know, that chick was kind of a bitch. You know, so I'm like, I got to find a middle ground. (laughs) I don't want to scare her away, but I don't want her to hate me. Right. Okay, listeners, Jenny has a lot of friends. It's that Jenny, where she lives now, none of us live there. (laughs) I don't have any real-life friends here. So you you do have real-life friends? I have a couple. You just don't have them, like, right near you. You want friends in the same I'm just saying, yeah, where I can see them on a regular basis. Right. We can hang out. I I would love that. So, fingers crossed that this all works out and that she's cool. I feel like it will. I don't want to jinx it. But like. Yeah, I don't want to jinx. See, now I got you involved. Well, now yes, everybody's I, involved. I want, well, I mean, a good friend wants their friend to make other friends when they move. So, like, yeah, I want you to, I like... Just, I just overthink everything and, like, overcomplicate oh it. Yes. Me too. Me too. You're going to be great. Make Thank the you. mummy dogs and the moldy... Oh, never mind, you can't. Oh, dang it. Well, I... I was going to say, make the mummy dogs and the moldy mac and cheese. Those were usually a hit. I'm going to do pizza, buffalo chicken dip. Um, I'm glad oh we're God. just talking about my menu for Halloween, but like anybody cares. But um, I care. <laughs> I found a good recipe for keto cupcakes and brownies. So I might do those. Um, and that should be enough, you know. We're, we're having mummy dogs and, I, well, Caden is because I can't chew that. I can chew the moldy mac and cheese, which if people are like, what the hell is that? So just look up mummy dogs. It's basically like crescent rolls wrapped around a giant hot dog. And then you like, if the person will let you, my son will not, you squirt two dots of mustard for the eyeballs. Mm -hmm. And then moldy mac and cheese, just macaroni and cheese with broccoli in it. It's just, it's funny. That does sound pretty good. I might make that. It's funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to make myself hungry. Yeah, now I'm hungry. So feed me, (laughs) Seymour. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) What a beautiful transition. Sometimes Uh, I'm really good at those. You really are. And and I ruin it by calling it out, but. No, no. I think it's great. (laughs) I think that's what makes it better. So we're going to do a Geek and Sassy first. This is not a Jenny first, not a Miranda first. It's not a Jenny position first, but it's a Geek and Sassy first. We have never done a live watch before. We have never done a live watch. Why is that? Now, you know what? We have kind of, sort of, in some ways done it. We did a review of a Batman, the um, the Gotham one that was set, yeah. like, in Victorian, like, yeah. England times, as we say. Um, and there was something really funny from that episode, too. And it was. It was. It, it was like a turn of phrase, something that. Oh, yeah. And I had to, like, explain yeah. what it was. It was something to do with. Uh, when he yelled at the orphan kids, yes. which were, um, you know, the, the versions of different versions of Nightwing. It was Cotton. Or not, or of 
Cox. Robin. Okay. Um, I, yeah. Shit. Now, yeah. anyway, it was super, super funny. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's over on the Place of Nation feed. I don't know what, which one, but it was uh, in the, the archives. Yeah, yeah, it's in the archives there. It's great. It's easy to find. If you go to the website and search Kiki Sassy and then Batman, you'll find mm-hmm. it. But on that one, Jenny and I both had it like on in the background, but we weren't, we didn't, it wasn't technically a, like a live watch. We weren't following along. We were just discussing like the plot and what we thought and what was funny and things like that. So. That's a good episode. I need to go back and listen to it. That was a good episode. I liked that one a lot. That one was funny. And uh-huh. it's, a, it's a good little movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, okay, so we're watching Little Shop of Horrors from 1986. Uh, I'm watching it on Amazon Prime. I rented it for $4. Same. Same. Okay, good. And so, we are going to start play, or start hit play, in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, play. All right. I'm just like, do you want to start this rental? Yes, I want to start this rental. Yes, I do want to start this rental. So, this movie I have not seen in a very, very long time. Do you remember the first time you saw it? I do not. I I know I was young. Like, I knew it from when I was real young. And I watched it a lot then. Same. But just not really since then. So... I would say at least 25 years, probably. Well, I know mine hasn't been that long, but this cast is amazing. Rick Moranis, Ellen Green, uh, Vincent Gardenia, Steve Martin. Yep. I like it's, uh, there's a lot of special guest appearances on this. On the 23rd day of the month of September, in an early year of a... Like how it opens kind of like space balls and um yeah and star wars not too long in an early year of the decade not too long before <laughs> our own what about you um, surface to such when was the last time you watched this uh the last time was right before didn't they do like a live tv no yes no now i'm oh, questioning myself maybe i don't which, I hate to say this, but pretty much any time they try to do those live TV versions, I'm like, just kill me now. <laughs> just stop. Oh, um, I love the music in this. I mean, this is basically so a good. musical. It is. It is yeah. classified as a musical. It's done on Broadway. Yeah. Um, fun fact, if you go to Universal Studios, um, when you're walking down streets there, uh, there's one of them that has, like, different fronts of like diff- from different... Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, different movies. So, it looks like just a... If you just glanced at it, you're like, oh, I'm walking down this cool little street. But, like, one of the storefronts is, like... It's the front of the, you know, from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yes. It's really cute. I took a picture of it. I will find it somewhere. There's Tisha Campbell. She's so young. Mm. This music already fucks, man. I'm digging it's it. It's really good. I like how if you're using closed caption, like it's raining. So like in parentheses, it's like rain raining. pattering. Yeah. Rain pittering. Rain pattering. Dog barking. Those crack me up. I'm really like 
I know the basic story of this, but I'm really struggling to remember what actually happens. Other than Rick Moranis being yelled at to feed. Yes, plant. other than that. That I remember. <laughs> and the dentist. I remember the dentist. Yes, 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 yes. I like how it's like campy, funny, scary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the perfect tone. And I think it's got, it's cutesy enough that like your children can watch it with you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like overly sexual or, or anything that you'd have to worry about that. Oh, yes. Very, so. very clean. So when um, you have a backup or background vocal chorus that pops in out of a musical or a movie like that, it's referred to as a Greek chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is actually the members. So the members of the film, they have um, names here. The, and they're named after the Ronettes, the Chiffons, and the Crystals. Oh, cool. So it's Ronette, Chiffon, and Crystal. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't realize this was a Frank Oz movie. Yes. Frank Oz was... A genius. Yes. Gene, yes. Rick Moranis is so fucking adorable. He is absolutely amazing. It's kind of sad that he doesn't act anymore, but then when you find out why, you're like, oh, man, I think I love him even more. Yeah, I mean, that's cool and all, but he should still be in movies. He should, and I get it. Aren't his kids grown by now? I mean, come on. He does small stuff now, but I think now it's like he says he's enjoyed, like, the time not being in the limelight, that mm-hmm. he might come back to it. But he's also one of those people that said, like, he's not going to take just any role. And if something comes across and he really likes it, then he'll do it. Well, but, like, yeah. He needs to find something. Maybe oh they gosh. should find a way to put him in the new Ghostbusters. Uh, Ellen Green is Audrey. Her voice trips me out. She is amazing. Do you know what else I really, really, really love her in? Hmm. Pushing Daisies. You know, I'm, I've not really ever seen that before. Have you not? I really thought you had. Mm-mm. It's amazing. That might be one I need to start. It's kind of sad that you know, like, when you go into it, that there's no, like, there's there's what there is and there is no mm-hmm. more. And it's got Lee Pace. I love Lee Pace. Ugh. Oh, my God. Her boobs look amazing. The art of the push-up. Mm-hmm. It was it was in the eighties, which I don't know if this is supposed to be set like in the early eighties because it does say like in a little bit sooner than ours. I'd assume by the dress, it is. You think so? You know, late seventies, early eighties, maybe. Well, I was looking at that car, and it looks like more fifties. Well, know? that is true, but you know, dress for a while stayed the same. Mm. It didn't. It didn't. So okay, maybe in the fifties, sixties, seventies, somewhere in there, somewhere. Yeah, well, because the taxi was like a bug. Oh, that is true. That is true. His life is a living hell. There's our Greek chorus again. Mm -hmm. Just as normal, like, gals on the street. This place looks uh, not very friendly place to grow up kind of dingy right like you expect the orphanage from little orphan annie to be right around the corner (laughs) just saying you know it's really amazing it looks like a play if that if that makes sense it does it looks like you're on the set of a play 
you know, if you think about it, some of those movies during that era do. Um, it looks cool. Gremlins kind of does. We watched that not long ago. Yeah, Gremlins has that same sort of look. But this one is real fakey looking, you know? Yeah. I think that's part of the, the catch to it. Yeah, I think it is too. You go downtown. Something tells me I'm going to be obsessed with the soundtrack for like the next month. Same. Although, if you've not heard any of the music from Beetlejuice Musical, mm, I have you not. should. I did not know what the Beetlejuice Musical was even a thing. Well, I think I'd like heard about it and put it like in the very back of my mind. Mm-hmm. And then Caden came across it on YouTube and he is obsessed. I'll have to look that up, too. It's pretty cool. It's funny. What are your... What are some of your favorite musicals? We haven't really talked about that very much. Um, we haven't. So, I've been to see several. I grew up 45 minutes-ish to an hour outside of Nashville. So, we had TPAC, the Tennessee Performing Arts Center. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, that meant our school went on a lot of trips to the Performing Arts Center, to TPAC, as we call it. And I've seen Christmas Carol. um, Trying to think. Actually, I'll tell you, everybody makes fun of me. My favorite play ever, it's not technically a musical, but there was a one-man play about the life of Teddy Roosevelt. Hmm. Sounds like it would be completely boring. I was in the eighth grade, so I was like, whatever, I'll go today out of school. And I ended up loving it. Teddy Roosevelt was fascinating, so uh, I, bl- I b- believe that. Yeah, but when you hear one-man play, you're like, oh. yeah. It was incredible, though. I think my favorite play to see Broadway-type style was probably, or out of the ones I've seen, be Annie. be Annie. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's a good one. Hamilton was like... Ugh, it was so good. I feel like everybody says that, but I mean, it really is. It was amazing. I believe it. Um, What's your favorite one that you've seen, and then just your favorite? Like, or what's one that you wish that you could see? Like, if that you've never seen? Ooh. Um, There's a lot. A lot. Wicked? I would love to see Wicked. Um, Rent? Is probably one that I would love to see. Um, but my favorite is... I've always been a big... Um, well, I don't... I mean, it's a movie musical, but... Counts. My Fair Lady. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see this one, I think, too. I'd like to see it, it like be, on Broadway because yeah, really they do. Cool to see it. They do a version of it on Broadway. Actually, there are so many movies on Broadway that or shows on Broadway that like I don't even know half of them. Somebody will be like, "I went to New York and I saw blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing." Like, <laughs> I'm not being mean, but like, there's there's a lot of options when you actually get to like oh, digging through sure, and yeah. using them. I wonder, is Skid Row inside Gotham somewhere? It does kind of look like Gotham, doesn't it? Right? 
She looks kind of like, she, she looks kind of like Martha Wayne. <laughs> I feel like she'd make a good poison ivy. Yeah. Oh, she would be a good poison ivy. She really would. All right. So what is what is the story here? They're on Skid Row. Everybody's miserable. That's what they just sang about. Right. They're completely miserable. They've not sold, not even a fern, 6 o'clock p.m. So basically, you're not going to do much business if your business is in Skid Row. Exactly. So the boss man says he's done with it. It said the original production premiered at the WPA Theater in New York on May 6, 1982. Interesting, because I want to say, when you look it up, it says 1986. So I wonder if, like, that's when it came out on, like, tape or whatever. Um, I guess it's just whenever they did the movie version. Makes sense. Oh, look at this little plant. This little plant would die if I uh, had it because I have a black thumb. I have two black thumbs. I kill every plant that I have ever owned. I would end up in a Rape Moranis, Pete Seymour situation. Yeah, I'm actually pretty so. good with them. I would hope so. It's what I went to school for. But, you know. I did manage, I've killed a lot of plants since in the, like, 11, 12-ish years that we've been in Alabama because soil is completely different in different regions, Mm -hmm. and it's very sandy down here, and I've never really, I'd never grown anything in this type of uh, heat. Like, I mean, yes, it's very hot. We have really hot summers and stuff there, but, like, I've never grown anything, like, in this type of, like, all the time heat and humidity and the sandy soil, so I did kill a bunch of stuff when we first moved here, um, because I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to do it, basically. So he would have died if I'd accommodated <laughs> this little plant then. I would either give it like too much water or not enough water. So you usually have two types of people: the people that like musicals and the people that don't. <laughs> It's the origin of this plant. Yeah. It was beamed down from space. Total eclipse of the sun. Got very dark. I love how our ladies have um, amazing outfits during every song. And they change every song. I like the little um, dresses, like, Chinese style little yeah, dresses that they was, wear. Yeah, it was really pretty. Alright, so. So it looks like they finally have a customer. Until. He's definitely a human, Miranda. So much of a human. Uh-oh, now everybody's wanting to come by the plant shop. Because that plant in the window, wherever did you get it? Business is booming. 
I don't know, is it just me or those flowers look definitely fake? Oh yeah, they're fake. I wanted to be like, what was the budget? Could we not have afforded some <laughs> fresh ones? Like, yeah, probably not in, in a movie. That scene right there kind of gives you a whole new definition to the term bum rush because there are two guys that clearly look like bums trying to come in the door <laughs> and all these people like rush and push them out. Sorry, that was a bad joke. It was a good joke. I liked it. I have hashtag dad jokes. Mm-hmm. I cracked one the other day that Our my husband was jokes. like, just no. Just no. Mm-hmm. Although I was pretty proud of it. What was it? So it's actually applicable to what we're currently watching. Caden has a project for school. It's uh, the, the 3D model of the plant sale. Mm-hmm. And there's options of what you can do. You could do a 3D model. You could do a t-shirt. You could do a... Um, brochure like your a visitor's brochure like you're visiting the cell what what are you gonna see so mm-hmm. we chose 3d model but one of the options was to make the t-shirt and my husband was like oh the t-shirt would be kind of cool and i said caden's gonna want to do the 3d model i'm just gonna go ahead and i, I know that so i said "Ooh, we could do a t-shirt for him to wear while he's presenting his 3d model and he's like why do both and i'm like because he's a salesman oh my god <laughs> Caden thought it was great. Caden was like, that's so bad, it's so good. And Jerry was like, just stop. He was like, on that note, it is really late here in Slovakia. I'm getting off the phone with you. I was like, it was good, and you know it. I was proud of it. I applaud your effort. (laughs) It was good. I thought about even just taking a white t-shirt and my cricket and just putting... Cell, like C E L L dash man. You should. Oh, and being like, oh, because I'm a salesman. Mm-hmm. His teacher, his teacher would be like, oh my god. I like the douche la 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 do wop do I'm obsessed with this music. Okay, so old girl, old hottie right here. She has a boyfriend. That is, is it a boyfriend or a husband? I think it's boyfriend. I think so too. Who apparently abuses her because she had a black eye earlier. Mm-hmm. He's singing Hermit to a plant. Miranda. He's got so much heartache. He's singing to a plant. Miranda, did they teach you that at college um, to sing to plants? They did not. However, there have been scientific studies and research done where they put plants in an environment like where they had a group of plants that they came by and they screamed the whole time they were around them and they said really negative things and really horrible things and like they still fed them, watered them, and fertilized them like normal on the same schedule as the other controlled group of plants. And those plants like didn't grow, withered, shriveled, like died. And then they had another control group of plants on the same feeding schedule and fertilizing schedule as the others. And they would say nice things and talk to them and play nice music and sing. And they all sort of thrived. Like, thrived, thrived. So. Well, that's fascinating. Maybe there's something to it. Maybe there's not. Hmm. Just for good measure every morning when I walk by my little house plant, I'm like, you're so pretty. You clean the air so well. (laughs) Everybody thinks I'm really weird. But you know what? That thing has already had to be repotted three times because it's getting so big. So. I don't know. I, I and, believe you. Know, it you. Makes, it, it makes does. me feel better, though, yeah. too. That's I think great. it's kind of like talking to yourself. Basically, yeah. Basically. Like, 
I mean, you, you know, you blossom in rich soil. Is that right? Right. Well, they tell you to say things to yourself in the mirror, like, you are awesome. Mm -hmm. You're good. You've got this shit. Oh, the plant is coming alive, people. Maybe it's that you take better care of the plant when you do that. Maybe so. Oh, it's so cute. It is cute. It's little leops. And it bit him. I love how it's in a Maxwell House coffee can. That is so something I've done before. Mm. It's actually great for It's really cute, actually, too. It is. Of course, they started um, making the little tubs now. So instead of a tin can, it sort of takes away from it. Did you have anybody in your family that, uh, because things, like a lot of things used to come in tins like Mm -hmm. like this. And there was like cracker tins. Saltines, yeah. Saltines. And then like there was one for Nabisco. And then there was an animal crackers one. And they're like pretty much everything used to come in tins. Mm -hmm. Did you have anybody that like collected those or that you remember like going to their house and you saw them like sitting there and stuff? My grandmother had the saltines tin. And I thought growing up that that's just how crackers came. Like... They just, you know, were in, in that. And as an adult, I'd be like, where, where's the tin of crackers? And then my husband's like, what do you mean a tin of crackers? You're like, like, you know, the tin. Don't they come in tins? He's like, no, they come in boxes. Like, So she was basically just buying more and putting them back in her tin? I believe so, yes. Oh, that's really cool. See, my mom would collect them. We had this um, shelf kind of like at your house. So you know how you've got. Uh, I think you have it. I could be hallucinating. But can't you put stuff, like, on top of your cabinets at your house? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So, my mom, we had cabinets like that at the farmhouse. And so, my mom had them all up there. And sometimes she would hide things in them. Mm. But they didn't actually have what was on the tin in the tin. Oh. Okay. She just collected them. I know that you, didn't they used to do, what else came in the tin? I know lots of things used to come in like glass jars or tins. Because mm-hmm. again, I get made fun of, but I swear to God, ranch dressing has not tasted the same since it started being in a plastic bottle. <laughs> if only this were old cast, some of those guys would know what came in tins, you know? This is true. Mm-hmm. Alright, so the plant came alive and started growing. Mm-hmm. And now he's taking it to where now? He's at the radio station. With his plant. With his plant. There's somebody there with like a ginormous ventriloquist dummy. Oh my god, the plant's checking out this chick's ass. It's just too funny. And now I guess it's like looking her up and down from like butt to legs. Oh my god. And Rick Moranis is over there checking out this weird wooden dummy thing yeah. with a saxophone. It He's looks like, so good, though. It's super, super creepy. Yeah. It is. Like, it's so, it's so smooth that it doesn't really... Yeah. It doesn't look like a robotic thing, you know? I like how he catches it in time. It's yeah. trying to stick its tongue out to, like... I don't know if it's going to lick her or basically, like, smack her on the butt. Yeah. I forgot and John Candy first. was in his... Yeah, I was about to say, there's your first guest appearance, Mr. John Candy, which I forget what you call that hairstyle, but is that not great? Pompadour? Um, it's definitely a version of a pompadour, because it's like all in the front and poofed up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I believe that's a pompadour. It looks amazing. He rocks it, yeah, for sure. 
Which again, think about it. You're looking at those two together. And I mentioned earlier a movie that is like one of my other favorite all-time movies. They're both in together. Which one? They're both both in Spaceballs together. Spaceballs, yeah. Lord Helmet and Barf. John Candy does strike me as somebody that would make a great radio personality. Yeah. Or would would have made a great. (laughs) He has his little Linus uh, piano over there. Oh, that's funny. I've never noticed that. So I guess essentially this radio host um, interviews people about, like, weird things and weirdness. I guess Uh, That's what I'm going to go with based on the other people that were waiting in that, like, little lobby. This is like an early uh, podcast. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. Just having randos on. Man, how smoking hot is this chick? Mushnik Skid Row. Mushnik's Florist. It's called the Audrey 2. I don't remember why it's Audrey 2. Do you remember why it's Audrey 2? Because her name is Audrey. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry, I was not even thinking about that. That is pretty blonde moment right there. Way to go. Way to go, Miranda. You know, I I called her a smoke show, and I think she has uh, a little bit of the butterface syndrome. I don't know. She's got one of those faces like she's pretty, but she's like a different pretty. She's not traditional. She's not girl next door. She's not like, oh, my God, you're gorgeous. But she's pretty. Does that make sense? It's something about she's very, like, slight. She's very thin, and her face is very thin. So it sort of makes it very angular, especially in the chin. I think for me it's just, like, her skin is so clear, and it's such, like, a pretty, like, uh you don't want to use the word texture. That makes me sound like Hannibal Lecter. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to eat her like face a really nice. Com- she's got a really nice like complexion. Just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I think I'm envious of her complexion. Because I'm just as pale as she is. And I ain't got that complexion. But clearly he beats her. Because now her arm's in like a sling. Mm-hmm. A makeshift sling. Mm-hmm. She tried to make it stylish, didn't she? She sure did. That's sad. Hey, slings are expensive. Yeah. I think she was smart. She I mean, she smart. is kind of broke. Yeah. That and, she, and she's broke. trying to make it look like a fashion statement versus... Right. You know, like... Oh, I gotta wear this godforsaken sling. That's disgusting. Yeah. Same. That hair... That Better wig. homes and gardens. Oh, oh, my God. I hope that's a wig that she's wearing and it's not her real hair. I'm pretty sure it is because I don't... She's, if I remember correctly, she's dark headed. Okay. But then again, if you look at her hair, it fits. Like, mm-hmm. women's hair used to look like they all had a wig. And yeah. then a lot of them did used to wear <laughs> wigs. Like, it was, like, cool that you had these wigs. Okay, so I, I take back what I said, and I was trying to figure out the era. When she's flipping through this Better Homes and Gardens, I feel like it is the 50s. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It just shows you, though, how some um, fashions are, they never grow old. Mm-hmm. Timeless. That maybe that's what it is about her. She has a timeless look. Mm-hmm. This was always sort of my favorite part, um, where she's doing doing this daydream and of having this little suburban house. And... Right. She wants what she found in Better Homes and Gardens. Mm-hmm. Like she wants that white picket fence. She wants to wave at her husband while he's mm-hmm. mowing the yard. She wants to look like Donna Reed. Yes. 
That dress is fantastic. I need that dress in my life. The wardrobe. I I totally pull that off. You could, yes. Except for my arms would be uncovered. And, uh, you know, I don't like showing my upper arms Yeah, me either. I have that same thing. That chocolate cake. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's so proud of her toaster. She's so happy. Oh, now there's some animated birds in there. It looks good, though. And here's in a traditional old school Tupperware party. (gasps) Look at this Tupperware. Oh, my God. I loved those cups, Oh, my God. Me, too. I love that bowl right there, that blue one. You know, people collect that. Oh, like, yeah, it's it's valuable. Again, fake flowers, mm-hmm. TV dinners. Andy commented, uh, we watched a movie with our friend Andy, and we talked briefly about TV dinners. Mm-hmm. Super quick snippet of it, but we talked about TV dinners. I love how the kids look identical to, to them. <laughs> oh, I love Lucy on the TV. That room, by the way, I'm not even lying. I've seen old pictures, like family pictures, looks identical. Yes, like all of exactly all of our family like had a room like that. Yep. I cannot get over this chick's dresses in this movie. And I love how Rick Moranis is like silently pining for her, mm-hmm. and clearly by her dream she's having here of them being husband and wife and having the better homes and gardens life, that she is so pining for him. I love how they have separate twin beds. I've always wondered why that was a thing. Because that was a thing. Mm-hmm. That you had separate twin beds. It was to keep your husband off you. From what I understand. Because ah, women's sexuality was pretty repressed in those days. So. Well, that is true. You only push the beds together when you wanted to have another baby. Interesting. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of work, and you'd fall in the crack between the two beds. You can't <laughs> tell me that they'd fit together perfectly. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to have to pick one of the beds you're going to fuck on, I'm right? overthinking this. We've all been teenagers. It can't happen <laughs> on a twin bed. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't need that much space. I don't. Man, classic mailbox. Mm-hmm. Look at this shithole they live in, man. I will say, my family was poor. At least mm-hmm. our houses were better than yeah. that. Not like that. No. Well, my house was pretty janky, but. All right, our ladies. Here's our Greek chorus again. Our bronette, look, chiffon. Look how and... awesome they look. Like, this place around them looks like shit, and yeah. they look amazing. I am digging the old school neon sign. Oh, me too. She doesn't see any of those anymore. I mean, you see the open signs still everywhere, but um, you don't see, like, major neon no, signs. Don't. Why is that? The cost and the upkeep. Yeah. Neon signs are actually pretty expensive. That makes sense. So, can we dress as the Greek chorus one year? Yes! Please! Which outfit do you like so far? I don't know. I feel like we need to do this at a con where we just randomly are like, okay, go change. Yeah. And we go change into like another one. I wonder if anybody would get it, you know? Oh my God. What is he doing? So, oh, he's feeding um, his blood yeah, to the plant. The, the, the plant, which we didn't say, so it bit him earlier, right? Mm-hmm. The plant 
lives on blood. It thrives on blood. And because the shop is thriving, obviously, he's making money. His boss is making money. It makes Audrey happy. He wants to make Audrey happy, the, the real Audrey. So he keeps feeding this plant blood. And it's now the size of, like, I don't know, mm. a ginormous, a pear. Like, if you planted a pear tree and it was at, like, good size, I'd say that. <laughs> Something like Here that, I go yeah. talking in ag- agriculture terms again. In non-agriculture terms, um, a nice size sitting chair. There you go. Like I'll a good it. size, like recliner is the size we're at now. He's, you can tell this is wearing him thin. He's staying up. He's giving this thing blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks and, pale. And he's a little guy, you know. Oh my God, her red dress. Okay, if I felt confident enough, I'd just go as Audrey. Oh, my God, that would be amazing. You would be an amazing Audrey. You, yeah, because you could put your hair like that. Really, Seymour? Yeah. Really? Yeah, you really? could do it. Give me blue. It's okay. Okay, book it. I need you to Glitter. do it. I need you to do it. And Kaden could be... Kaden could be Rick Moranis. How cute would that be? It'd be cute and weird. the glasses. It'd be both cute and weird. I know, I know, but it would be I'm, mostly. Oh, cute. so I'm really weird. So when mother and son, when or mother and son or um, father and daughter do costumes, where in whatever venue you pick the costume from, they like have some sort of like love relationship. I find it super creepy. I, yeah, well, I, I don't think that way. I know because you're not thinking of it. You're just like, yeah. oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's just cosplay. Oh, I know. Because I saw one the other day that I was like, while that is extremely adorable, I can't. I, I mean, unless I... it's just like, I don't know. There's a, de- well, um, so unless I saw. Unless a couple is interest- known for their, like, sexual relationship. You know well, what that's I mean? true. Like, Bella and Edward. That would be weird. Yeah, yes. that would be gross. I saw a Danny and a Sandy the other day where the mom was Sandy and the little boy was Danny. And I was like, no, thanks. Hmm. Because they insinuate that things happen between them. Mm. It's adorable, though, if you look at it. Yeah. Okay, and I have gone as, like, I was a pink lady. Not a specific one, but I was, Mm. like, a pink lady. And he was just a greaser. Right. We have done that when he was little. Here we go. Here we go. Speaking of greasers. find yourself oddly attractive. Yes, I do. I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, ooh. And I would have been young. So. Oh my god, he's hamming it up. Yes, he is. And who better to do it? It's so good. He is so good. I truly do miss all of the actors of this era. Of this, like, when we were really young. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was just some phenomenal work done in this point and don't get me wrong the 90s were great had some great ones too but like at this point the late late 80s early 90s when you had like all the john candy and the rick Moranis and the steve martin and oh my god he's such an asshole oh yes, my he god is. oh he's my god so, so this is he is the reason i had a fear of going to the dentist i believe you he's such an like asshole. for so long i hated going to the dentist and I had an amazing dentist as a kid. Oh. He was the sweetest. Uh, shut up. Open 
open wide here at Pilaf. I love how he has horrible teeth and he's a dentist. He really does. Oh, this effect right here looks so cool. That is the weirdest and coolest thing ever. So it's a visual coming from basically the back of the throat of the uh, the patient looking out at the dentist doing the work. And, and it is singing phenomenal. in his face. <laughs> right, like he's singing in his face. I love he's like, yeah, I caused my patients distress. He knows his mama's... Oh, this shrine to his mama. Oh, my God. Oh, his mama. Woo. Oh, my God. She looks like that. <laughs> I like that being this a dentist so means good. major success. Not that being a dentist is not a very important and successful thing. It's just like he's treating it like it's the most mm-hmm. successful thing ever. <laughs> That hair flopping everywhere. It's just. That was great. That was great. God, I love this movie. I've forgotten how much I love this movie. Me too. I'm totally just enthralled. I actually forgot we were doing a podcast. <laughs> we are doing. Oh, that's what we're doing. That's a thing that happens. We have that. Well, we have one of those, don't we? We do. Alright, what do we got going on next? Uh oh. Oh my god. What did he do? Fly his fucking bike in there? He's Hagrid, don't you know? Oh my god. Excuse me, sir, you can't go in there right now. Relax. He wasn't nitrous oxide. He clearly does (laughs) way too much progress. Oxide. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. This is my date, my boyfriend. He's a boyfriend. Mm. You do a pretty good Audrey voice. I feel like I do a really bad one, but okay. No, it's pretty good. (laughs) Oh my god, why is her wardrobe the best thing I've ever seen? I don't even like, like, leopard print or whatever this is. I don't even like a lot of leopard print either, but... It just looks so amazing. And it's not like her boobs are, like, ginormous. No, it was just the art of the push-up. Yes. I mean, like, they're just, like, perfectly, like, which showing the exact right amount to make it look amazing. In the 50s, that's when women started, like, branching out and being like, I'm going to show some cleavage. I'm going to be a little bit more. They would, like, they were, it was like a sexual awakening, kind of, sort of. You know, women started dressing where they showed their boobs a little more and... Showing their leg and he is such a douche, tool. man. She likes bad boys, apparently. That takes hits of nitrous oxide before he does anything. <laughs> I like the way he's living his life. I'm be honest with you. He's, it's nitrous he's a doctor. He's a doctor. Then. He has cool hair and a leather jacket and a motorcycle and a hot girlfriend. And not nitrous oxide that he hits all the time. But he beats his girlfriend and he yeah, thinks you're right. he's the king of the world. You're right. There's some things that outweigh those possibilities here. So Seymour is now... 
talking to Audrey 2. Audrey 2 is now slightly bigger than the chair she was a few days ago. Or the pear tree, whichever analogy you like that I gave you better. I'm trying to think of... I don't know how tall Rick Moranis is, but essentially at this point... It's about that size. It's, it's like at the like same height. Like five, two. I don't know. Now I feel like I need to look up how tall is Rick Moranis. Oh, Google that shit. Hey, wait, hey hang on. Hey, Alexa. How tall is Rick Moranis? Just give me a few days to heal, okay? Then we'll start again on the left hand and... You were super fucking close. Did you hear Alexa? No, what'd she say? 5-4. Ah, close. Tui, he calls her Tui. (gasps) Oh, shit. It's talking to him. He's like, you just talked to me. I can't. I'm starving. More, more, more. Sorry, that's me trying to be a plant. Who does the voice? Who does the voice at the plant? Levi Stubbs. Oh shit! He was great. It just kicked me out of the. Um, <laughs> it's okay. No, keep going. Must be fresh. So our friend Andy told us the other day something new that we didn't know about him, but he played the plant. Yes. In a production once. Feed me, feed me, Seymour. I wish some video would unearth of that. All right, tell me your timestamp so I can get back on board with you. Um, I'm just over here talking. Sorry, it says forty. T- 40, and then like 11, 10. He's singing, feed me all night long. Got it. Laughing. I've done that. Got it. Gotcha. He wants to grow up big and strong. I'm probably breaking so many copyright laws right now. Oh, we're Maybe not. not. About that. I'm technically not singing it word for word. Well, I am singing it word for word, but I'm not to the tune, so we're good. I really am impressed with the animatronics here. Yeah, because if you remember animatronics from this day, from when we were kids, they were pretty fucking creepy. This is amazing. Now he's asking him, like, what he desires. So clearly, it's an alien. Yes. Nobody got that by now. An alien plant. I don't know if it's an alien plant or just an alien that is a plant. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to overthink that all night long. Maybe laying in bed being like, is it an alien from from a planet of plants? Right. Or it is a plant that belongs to an alien, so it also is like can do all this it's it's definitely intelligent so oh yeah this pep talk he's given seymour is pretty funny he's basically telling him you need to have some guts you need to like he's he's obviously if he's sentient here he's been watching what's going on he knows Mm -hmm. he likes audrey Mm -hmm. you know seymour's been talking and singing to him we talked about that earlier and feeding him his damn blood so yeah he knows pretty well i'm sorry but i don't I don't know if I found a plant that like was eating my blood or like taking my blood as sustenance. I just don't know that I could like keep doing that. I'd be like, okay, wait, wait, what the fuck is going on here? Well, I mean, if you were in his situation and it was it's true, you know, yeah. bringing business and it's a big deal, like you thriving, gonna, yeah, yeah, you're gonna do what you have to do. It's true. 
basically the plan is saying kill for me. He's just said there's somebody. There's gotta be somebody you can 86 real quick. Just you know. to feed me. If a talking, singing plant told you to kill somebody, would you would you do it? Could I feed it child molesters and stuff? Because if so, then yeah. I'm so here for this. Yeah. That's what I would do then. I would take this talking plant and I would use it to rid the world of all the horrible, sickening people. Mm. And if the plants did a good enough job, no one could ever prove I did anything. Hmm. I'm just saying. I'd dexter it. I'd totally uh, yeah, dexter it. Yeah, dexter situation. That's what he's basically telling them, you know. There's a bunch of people here on Skid Row that you could just feed feed to me like this. Guy. I like how it immediately shows. Here's the tool bag we've been talking about. The boyfriend. So she fell off the motorcycle, and he basically says, "Who like you're clumsy? It's your fault." And just left her. And left her, and then makes her call him doctor and now we have a scene that's insinuating he's beating the crap out of her in her home yep seymour can see the whole thing Ooh, rough he's like yeah i gotta kill this guy so at first he's a pretty good seeker oh my gosh he is this makes me kind of want to go back and rewatch the Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Oh yeah, love that it's movie. Good. It is a really good movie. Honey I Blew Up the Kid was pretty cute too. I actually like that a lot too. I'm trying to now think of all the Rick Moranis movies. That's too much to ask Alexa about. She'd be sitting here talking for forever, and everybody'd be like, "I came to listen to your podcast, not Alexa talk." In which case, I'd be like, well, then why did I buy Alexa? And here is our next guest appearance. Another amazing <gasps> fucking person. Bill Murray. Bill fucking Murray. That is the proper way to say his name. <laughs> this is like a Ghostbusters reunion, too. That headgear. Oh, my God. And no, for those of you asking, I never wore headgear like that. Nobody ever wore headgear like that. Well, I do have a friend that wore something that looked pretty fucking pretty scary. That would be like the 90s version of something like that. But she only had to wear it at bedtime. So, like, people didn't see it unless she stayed the night with them or something. But when I tell people about that appliance I had inside my mouth that jacked up my jaw, no, it literally was inside my mouth. You didn't see it. Ah, okay. I like how Bill Murray's character is not scared of him. Like, he is, like... He's into it. Yes. He's that, like... He's a sadist. Creepy, fetish, sadist Mm -hmm. person. I like how he cranks up the chair. He's doing, like, the rocker arm. Like, the (laughs) hoo, Oh my gosh. He's just talking. Yeah. He's putting cotton balls in his mouth. Like, he's ready for this. He's like, let's do this. Which I like how he's like a long, slow root canal. I'll just 
I fell asleep yeah. during mine. Well, they gave me some of that good shit, that gas during mine. No, gas didn't work for me, so they gave me gas to, to like, calm me a little, because it doesn't really do much on me, and then they gave me lots of shots of Novocaine in my face and jaw, and I, I went to sleep. It's, the, the gas is really, like, nice, like, it's really good, but it just wears off quickly. It really does. And then it gives you a massive headache. Depends on how much they give me, which is really weird because you'd think somebody that's like prone to migraines with fucking everything, but believe it or not, no. <laughs> Lord. In parentheses on the bottom of mine, because I've got closed captions, it just said Arthur scatting. So I wanted to be like, is he like, scat, 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 scat. I don't know, because I can't yeah, like, hear basically. it right now. Oh, I look don't at- remember. Look at old Seymour with his gun. He's going to come in there and shoot the dentist. You know, the didn't, didn't the dentist, like, desperately want to see the plant? Yes. So, like, you don't got to shoot him. You just got to be like, hey, okay, let me, I'm apologize. Like, do that fake thing and be like, I'm going to apologize for the other evening. We got off on the wrong foot. Would you like to meet Audrey, too? And then just, like, let Audrey eat him. He ain't that smart, apparently. By the way, I don't know of any dentist that's ever actually done that tongue thing that he doesn't. No. Like, all the years I've been going to the dentist. He's been just, going for. Yeah, he's just fucking with him. Right. Again, he made me never want to go to the dentist. I had to go yeah, to the dentist. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I think he's creeped the dentist out, which is weird because this dentist is like. It's. it's the fact a, that. It says that. Uh, there was virtually no written dialogue when his character got to the dentist chair, except for ecstatic cries of pleasure. Over the course of the two days that he filmed, Murray kept riffing various ad libs. Does that not just show you how amazing he oh, was? That's great. Or he still is, but like he doesn't really do anything anymore. Watching this on Amazon Prime on the laptop, you have the little X ray, so you get like. If you move your little mouse over there, it, it yeah, I love tell that you thing. a little trivia about the movie. So apparently, Rick Moranis has done some things. He's been doing voice work. I think I've done this recently on some episode talking about Rick Moranis. But yeah, I knew he did some voiceovers. I had forgotten about that. The Flintstones, where he mm-hmm. plays Barney. Mm-hmm. I want to watch that now, too. Maybe we should do Rick Moranis month or something like that. I am cool with that. There's just not a love, enough love given to Rick Moranis, I don't think. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I adore 100% Bill Murray. Anyone that follows me on social media know what I do. I've talked about him before on here. He's a Cubs fan. So, like, he is the man. But I feel like Rick Moranis gets kind of, like, pushed to the side and sometimes forgotten about. Probably because he did take such a hiatus from Hollywood. But he needs to be remembered. Well, I'm calling it now that we're going to do a Rick Moranis tribute episode. Yes, I'm here for it. Does that make it sound like he's dead? No. Okay. 
Mm, maybe because you said tribute. Tribute. What? What should we call it? Appreciation. Appreciation. Yeah. Okay. A Rick Moranis appreciation episode. Retrospective. There you go. Okay, so that's happening. That is happening. Although there is a show on here I've never seen before that he voiced that I feel like I need to look up. It's called The Animated Adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie. Must find. Must find. And I used to watch, do you remember this from when Ethan was little? Um, Kaden liked it. It was Mrs. Spider's Funny Patch Kids. No. Oh, okay. So apparently he was the voice on there. Oh, sweet. I think it was actually reruns by the time Caden was born because it's from like 2003. Oh, no. So it would have been, yeah. But I remember it coming on on Nick Jr. when Caden was little. But The dentist is like hooked up to his nitrous, freaking out. And he got his gun pulled on him. And he just thinks it's the funniest crap ever. Shoot He's him. like, uh-oh. He just pulled the valve. So it's like flowing now. There ain't no turning this off. Oh, shit. Which, I'm going to be honest, would you have taken a hit of laughing gas if they had pulled out a contraption like that for you to... Probably, yeah. Put on? Yeah. I, I was, I was I, hitting that gas regardless. I think I would have been like, um, Just no. make, make me, like, not feel any of this, please. That's the crappy part about that stuff for me is that I don't not feel it. I just don't care. But then, mm-hmm. like you said, it doesn't last very long for mm-hmm. some people, so... I love the little balloons on the side of his little apparatus there. Too funny. Too funny. Oh, he's like blissed out. Is he dead now? No, I think he's just like... Did he overdose? Yeah. I think he's just had so much. I had totally forgotten that, because I don't really watch much soap operas. I think we've talked about that briefly. Apparently, Ellen Green was in an 11-episode run of The Young and the Restless in 2011. As Primrose DeVille. Oh, that that is an amazing name. Right? Primrose. I also forgot she was in the TV show Heroes. Totally forgot that. Who was she in Heroes? She was Virginia Gray. From 2007 to 2009. Hmm. And she has voiced... She was on Batman Bold and the Brave. Hmm. As Mrs. Manface. <laughs> Feed me. This dragon, this guy, wrapped in a sheet like, like it's not a body. that he literally just pulled this guy through Skid Row, wrapped in a sheet, and yeah. no one gave a fuck. Nobody cared at all. Nope. Not... Like, people are stepping over bodies in the street, so I guess to them, they're like, whatever. Which, that's the boss owner guy, right? Yes. Oh, shit. I like how he covered himself with newspaper. Do you think you could dismember a body? No, I wouldn't be. I would just feed it. Like, why do I got to dismember it? This thing's the size of, like, a freaking armchair. Like, it's probably still too big, you know? You don't want to choke the alien plant. 
I think I'd be out at that point. Like, I don't think I could do, like, desecration or anything like that. No murdering for the plant? Just the child, just the child molesters. Well, what about the child molesters? How how else are you going to feed them? To the I just don't think I have the stomach for the dismemberment part. Okay, well, what would you do then? How would you get them fed? I really don't know. Seems like this would be your only option. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's true. This scene is intense. Again, the visuals are fantastic. Yeah. Kind of like we did with the mouth at the dentist office. You know, so, which is kind of, oh, in a way, you think about it, that other one had to have been foreshadowing in a way. A little bit. Because then it showed the mouth of Audrey, like, straight up all up in the camera, where the dentist just got fed to her. And he is uh, having some P- PTSD. Here. Existential crisis is going on right now. With a can of Crisco beside him. I don't even... I guess mm. he sleeps in the basement of the um, flower shop. I'm guessing that's part of his like um, compensation yeah, for so. working there is that he he gets to live there. And she gets to dress like this. Like, oh my god. So Audrey has talked to the police. The police have told her that he's missing. I just keep calling him the dentist. What's his name? Oren something like that. Something. It's a weird name. Yeah. Gas mask everywhere. Things all over the floor. That blue eyeshadow is something. Oh, that is too funny because I was literally looking at it going, Really? The eyeshadow. But it's hmm. like perfect though. It is. It is. Blue eyeshadow now is not really a. Uh, it's kind of a. Uh, don't. Uh. Yeah, no. Uh. But she's rocking it. I like how he's like, well, well, would it be so terrible if something had happened to him? Because like, he was a dick. He beat the crap out of you. I love him though. That, But that's true. Like, um abused victim like in a way it's like this this movie is meant to be like funny but at moments it's actually deep if you think mm-hmm. about it because here she is she's crying and she's upset and she's like well, but what if he never comes back and he's like basically looking at her going oh my god he beats the shit out of you he is not a good person like and she's like but i love him but he's my boyfriend but you know he literally let you fall off of a motorcycle and just left you and then yelled at you because you fell off a motorcycle. Yeah. That's not a good thing. She person. obviously has a lot of issues as well. She says she deserved a creep. She met him in the gutter. She's so extra. Most all of her characters are really extra, and I think that's what makes her great. In the gutter. She puts on cheap and Texas outfits. Not nice ones like this, where her boobs, guys, her boobs are everywhere. Her boobs are so nice. This just goes to prove you don't have to have really big, big boobs for you to have nice boobs. Yes. 
she's basically telling Marinus's character Seymour she doesn't deserve him because he's really nice, and that sometimes when money is hard, she puts on trashy outfits and goes and works at the gutter. <laughs> so she's a prostitute. She doesn't say it, but she's some sort of sex worker of some kind. She whether is. that be yes, a stripper or a prostitute or just a um, companion, mm-hmm. which is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like a high-end sort of thing. Right, like a high-end. My brain just went dead on what they... You don't want to say hooker. There's a word for it. Call girl. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Uh, So she's somewhere in there. She doesn't exactly say what. But call girls usually don't live in squalor, right? They live high. Well, now they do. Because they're usually on call for... Yeah, they they get paid well. Like, they're not living in bullshit. Oh, this is so sweet. I said that the um, uh, on the little X-ray comments mm-hmm. that Cindy Lauper was offered the role, uh, but couldn't commit due to her recording touring schedule. I could see Cindy Lauper doing it and doing a great job, but now that it's been out and it's like a classic and. Uh, it's loved by so many different um, age groups, and it's been done so well. I don't think that she necessarily would have done better. Like, I just feel like no, I, Ellen Green was the perfect choice. Even her singing voice, I, which I assume this is really her singing. It is. She was yeah. a nightclub performer before yeah. she became an actress. It just, it um, just like, fits the style. She's a Broadway performer um, and actress and, like, movie actress. But, yeah, it says here that she was um, a performer, a nightclub singer before. Which maybe is what she actually did in the gutter. Maybe she didn't. you got to say it like that, too. It's not the gutter. In the gutter. In the gutter. Uh, yeah. So maybe she was just a singer. Like, in the – because, you know, those were a big deal, too. Nightclubs where, like, women were clothed, but, but they, she- there was a lot of, like – why would she be ashamed of that, though? I mean... Because she said she had to put on really skimpy outfits to do it. Like, she put on, like, not-so-nice outfits. But she wears skimpy outfits all day, every day. I know, but she says not, like, these nice ones. Mm. Remember? Mm. It's so funny. I wonder what that means, then. I don't either. I like... I, this might be my favorite song. But again, clearly she wants him. Because, you know, this and the previous events. Suddenly Seymour. Such a good. Is so such good. Oh, now they're making out. That make out scene. Hot. It's adorable. You see so many make out scenes where you don't believe it. Because most of the time they don't legitimately kiss. They kiss like on the side of the mouth. Mm-hmm. So you go like to the side. That's what we were taught in theater class mm-hmm. anyway. Is you kind of kiss to the side. Stage kiss. Yeah. Oh, look It is at also him. so that you can see profiles more he's, clearly. He's so happy. He's so happy. The plant's happy. So the plant's open the door for him. The plant <laughs> is now 
Huge. More than ginormous. Yes. Like, I don't even know what to compare like, it to. Uh, a Volkswagen it takes up most of the Beetle. Of this um, small flower shop here. So, how long does one meal of one human man last? Mm. Uh oh. Uh oh, here's Mr. Mushnick. And he's terrified, he says. But yet he came to confront him, even though he's terrified. Why was he creeping around in his bedroom? I guess. Well, I think he was waiting for him because he wants to tell him what he saw. What did he see? Uh, he remember he saw um, him chopping up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And feeded him to. Looks like I know like, who the next victim's gonna be. So everything. Everything you did to her boyfriend. And you've got no place to hide. I like how he just grabs the axe and it's like, I saw what you were doing. And he's like making the like, <laughs> I chopped him up, but I didn't kill him. Don't you think that, no, it, it, so maybe he was dead from the nitrous. He was then. dead from the nitrous. Okay. Such an overdose. I don't think Seymour would have had it in him to like actually like murder him. I like how he says, I didn't kill him, I just chopped him up. Which I kind of think in some ways is worse. Is it? I feel like it is. I don't know. I love how uh, the plant's singing the whole time. He's kind of become your Greek chorus at this point. A little bit. Which is really cool. But like the negative version of it. Right. Come on, Seymour. He's being Here, held but there, I... <gasps> Those dresses. I was going to say, there is our actual chorus again. You know, Prelborn, it kills me doing this. But considering you're almost like a son to me, I'm thankful. Maybe we'll have to go to the police. So he, he's going to turn him in. What if I kept my mouth shut and gave you a one-way ticket out of town? Hmm, now he's offering him a one-way ticket out of town. But then you want to be like, wait, dude, I did you a favor because the plant won't grow unless this happens. And yeah. people are only coming to your shop and buying your flowers because of this plant. Right. So you want to be like, you're really kind of a shit. But he has no idea that he has fed the pieces to Audrey, though. Does he not? I don't think so. I think he just saw him chopping it up, not feeding Seymour. I mean, feeding the plant. So now they're singing in, like, doo fashion again. He's like... He's telling him how to take care of the plant. He's realizing what he's going to have to do. Right. So he's kind of backing him closer to Audrey, too, here. Our Greek chorus back there with its supper time is killing me. I love it. It's too funny.
Yep, Steve Martin's oh. character was Warren. And there we go. See, that proves you don't have to chop him up. That's right. Well, he wasn't this big, though. Well, that is true. He was slightly smaller. Mm-hmm. So now, at this point, there's no reason to have to chop or murder anyone. You are not and actually he murdering. He didn't murder him. But, is it not... Like, there's a charge for assisting in a murder. Uh, accessory. Yeah, accessory to a crime. Mm. There's now a charge if you assist someone in, in suicide. Yeah. You can you can be charged with the felonies for assisted suicide. Oh, he's going to be a big star now. I love them glasses. Special issue of Life magazine mm-hmm. and TV Guide. Those were the, the jam. Poor Seymour. Oh, look, he even made it on Horticulture magazine. <laughs> Miranda's porn. holy crap so now audrey is like barely fitting in this room oh yeah she's giant now oh my god real audrey is super excited they've kind of startled him here he's come into the shop and there's a news channel oh oh he looks totally just frazzled. <gasps> He's done oh. with it all. This plant is so huge. It's pretty impressive, though. Oh, like, yeah. the visual of this plant, the work that was put into mm-hmm. this plant. Such a huge prop, and obviously the movie is about this plant and the relationship between it and Seymour. So, if it's not done well, or if it hadn't been done well, it would just been crappy. It just wouldn't have been really bad. What would you think about a remake of this movie? I feel the same way about remaking this as I do The Princess Bride. Why are you going to fuck with something that's perfect? Yeah. Just don't. I would probably watch it, though. Like I would probably watch it, and I'd probably maybe end up liking it. I feel Who like knows? this is one of those that's pretty okay for remakes. Um, Maybe because it is a musical. I don't know. Yeah. And I just have this big, uh, like, I won't go on my rant. I think I may have gone on this rant before because I could be there for a hot minute. I just don't understand the need to have to remake or reboot everything. Like, that seems like we all we do is remake or reboot. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people... I have a love-hate relationship. Yeah. Me, I don't really care. Like, I mean, I don't know. If I don't want to see something, I'm just not going to see it, you know? But some people, that might might be their introduction to something. I don't know. Um, Like, with something like this, I could see, like, some really awesome performances coming, like, from... From like singers in this, and it would be really campy and fun, and you could make it look a lot like this, you know. 
You can. And you can even update it. I don't think I would hate it. I think I would have severe reservations. I really do. Like, they're going to have to get a bigger plant shop, because Audrey just ain't even fit mm-hmm. anymore. I struggle to remember what the end of this movie is, actually. I have vague recollections, which is really bad for a movie that I've seen a lot. Um, but I'm like, you have not seen it. I've seen it sooner than you have, but it's still been a while. So he's told her that they need to run away. They're going to go to the courthouse. They're just going to go ahead and get married. They're going to run away together. So, he's like he's tiptoeing through through the snare. Um, I mean, really, what other choice do you have at this point? Or is he just trying to run away? Okay, he's just trying to run away. Right now, he's just trying to run away. He's Mm -hmm. trying to sneak past her without her catching him, her. I'm going to say this plant's a boy. Yeah, I feel like it's a male plant. Sorry, I'm not trying to, like, genderize you, but I just yeah, did. Yeah, sorry. I kind of did. Did he just say tough titty? I don't think so. No, sure? he did. He did say tough titty. Oh, my God, that's too funny. Tough my grandmother used to titty. say that. Tough titty said the kitty is what my grandma used to say yep. all the time. Mine, too. And I'd roll my eyes at her while she wasn't looking. You sure do drive a hard bargain. <laughs> I like your impression. I'm not great at them, but I love doing them because voiceover work would be my my ultimate dream job. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd be good at it, but I'd like to think I could. I think you'd probably be good at it. I think so many people that do voiceover work just use their natural voice. Mm-hmm. I don't think mine's that great. I just think it'd be a lot of fun. I, I love I love how Audrey too looks like everything about it is wonderful. Yeah, it's visually pleasing. And it's so nice to not have like CGI and shit. CGI is cool. Yeah. And the first time I saw CGI, which now I don't even know what the first CGI movie was I saw, I think I was like, oh wow, that's really different. I don't know, but I like it. But there's something about not watching some, watching something that does not have any. Because I feel like it's in almost every movie we watch now. Oh, for sure it is. I love practical effects. What Audrey 2. What is Audrey or, doing? Audrey 2, the original upside down plant. <laughs> I feel like she'd be, she would, Audrey used it from the upside down. That is a a good theory. I like it. So Audrey is calling the police, I believe. But it said she was from outer space, like basically right. the beginning. Yeah, but who says that the things that make up the upside down didn't come from another, another planet? planet? But I thought it was our planet, just another dimension. It is, but I mean, like, but is it? But is it? But is it? Is it another dimension? Actually, throws you to it. Maybe when you go through that. It's not necessarily another dimension, but a whole other planet. Oh, look at her wedding dress. So cute. I know. She's adorable. 
So now she knows about the plant. The plant actually has called Audrey. I thought the plant was calling the police. Audrey, too, is calling Audrey. The real Audrey. She it's sees it. Fake. How does she not see it through the window? She did through like, the window. No, I time. mean, like, in the, in the months leading up to this. You know, does she not ever like, see it? seeing it, talking. And... Yeah. Well, I guess because it was smaller. It's grown what? with every, like, sacrifice. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. I just heard the whoops, so I don't even know what you did. I need water in the worst way. I'm a goner, honey. <laughs> God, I love this. Oh, listen up her skirt. You naughty, naughty plant. Yep, it's a boy plant. Well, yeah, because it was like salivating on the lady's rump earlier. Yeah. Would you freak out if this plant started uh, singing to you? Singing and groping me? Yes. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, again, like she's just like, the plant's talking to her and she just comes on in the door and is like, well, let me get you some water. Like, let me, let me take care of you. Sorry, not happening. So Audrey is eating Audrey. Her poor little oh, legs and her wedding dress oh my are gosh. hanging out of... How is she not, like, halfway, like, digested Digested? Yeah. Well, that's my thought, too, because he swallowed the other guys Yeah, he did. But I'm wondering if he works similar to a Venus flytrap where we saw him swallow them, but really it's like secretions have to digest it. Mm-hmm. So it takes a while. So that's why it also takes him, like, a few days before he, like, he doesn't, like, legitimate, like, grow instantly. Now he's explaining. I love his glasses so much. Me too. Which are back in style, by the way. Mm-hmm. As they should be. Which I think it's funny when you're um, in the military. When you go through like basic and stuff, you're not. Um, there's certain times that you're not allowed to have your. If you wear contacts, you're not allowed to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother's eyesight is not bad. He does. He wears like really low for um, like reading and stuff. Like it's a one point something. Like it's a super low prescription. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't allowed to have his contacts. So we have a picture of him somewhere in glasses like that. Aww. Like brown glasses and he's got on his full like helmet and if you look at it it kind of makes you think of like an old uh army picture like it's obviously being in color and the uniform style you know it's not but like it's kind of cool because it it just shows how some things don't change oh here we go yep now which one are you seymour jim belushi So, funny fact, my father-in-law actually went to high school with the Belushi brothers. Really? Yep. Hmm, that's interesting. I've never heard that before. I don't think it was somebody he, like, knew really well. Um, because you have to remember, they all lived, like, in the Chicago area. Mm -hmm. So, like, 
it was a bigger school and stuff. But yeah, he went to school with the Belushi's. It was one of those like acquaintances, but did not like not not like oh that was my friend like we hung out kind of deal. Which now I'm wondering how I don't remember how old he is. <laughs> Should I ask Alexa? Ask Alexa. Alexa. How old is Jim Belushi? Sixty-five. Yes. He is estimated worth fifty million dollars. She said. Oh wow. He's sixty-five years old. Yeah. Sixty-five. Hmm. Right. It doesn't feel like he should be sixty-five. I said that to my grandmother the other night. I don't remember who her and I were talking about. Oh, Michael Douglas. And she was like, yeah, he's really, he's older. He's obviously, he plays, you know, an old guy in this. And I'm like, he's not old. And she's like, uh, Randy yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess if I'm halfway through 30, he probably is yeah. old. He is pretty old. Oh, boy. Seymour's about to have it out with the plant. No shit, Sherlock. I like the one-liners in this. No shit, Sherlock. Tough titty, said the kitty. Well, yeah, they didn't do this, said the kitty part. <laughs> Tough titty. I think you just automatically say that whole thing if you grew up like we did. Mm-hmm. You better hold the phone. You better mind your manners. I think I'm going to say that to Caden next time he gets smart with me. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to do it in my in my plant voice. Say everything in your plant voice. Makes me wonder how people would treat me if I just walked around and was like, Feed me, Seymour! <laughs> if you just acted like this alien plant all the time. Right, all the time. And I could be like, I identify as Audrey too from the little shop of <laughs> Stop is assuming a, I'm crazy. It is a whole mood. Did you just assume my mental capacity? <laughs> Oh, she just broke out, or he just broke out of his pot and everything. Which, I would just like to point out, Audrey kept growing, but no one repotted him. Mm-hmm. Like, that is well, not I how think, that... I think Seymour probably did. Oh, there's baby... Uh-oh. Jesus. Now, how did this plant reproduce? Pollination? From what other alien plant? I don't know. Who says bees can't pollinate alien plants? If it's, it's an alien, so it can, like, repopulate itself, I assume. So there was another alien plant nearby? A male alien plant nearby that released its spores? Well, I'm gonna say because it's an alien plant, it doesn't need that. So it just, like, asexually reproduces. That's what I'm going with. Okay. And now it shoots a gun. This is a gun-shooting alien plant right now. With baby plants on it. It really does remind me of the Demogorgon. It makes me wonder if they took ideas from that. Seems like they might have. uh, 
Surely the 80s were a heavy influence on Stranger Things. Oh, for sure. Which a lot of creators get influence from previous works. So. It does, does look like a Demogorgon. I'm bad. I'm a green oh. I like that. That's one of my favorite line. I'm, I'm a, a green, green, mother. green mother. From out of space and I'm bad. Green and green and I'm bad. Now I'm just getting ridiculous because this wine is almost gone and I'm getting sleepy. So I no longer sound like a good plant. I just sound like, okay, she is crazy. No, you do. You sound good. I like it. Nope, we've cussed now. We've cussed. We said shit. So it's a cussing, gun-toting, asexual, alien plant from outer space. Homicidal. Yes, we can add homicidal. I think if you're toting a gun, though, well, no, toting a gun doesn't imply you're homicidal, but shooting it like that at someone mm-hmm. implies you're homicidal. Oh, she shit. goes for the weak spot. Oh! Low blow. Literally. La 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she's sprouting, he's sprouting. I don't know. Yep. We've gone back and forth on this he-she thing. I'm going to say he. I'm sticking with he. But he has babies, so then that makes me want to say she. It does, but then there's some species that actually the male has the baby. Yeah, like two. Not very many. But I guess it is an alien, so. True. I also do because I watched The Simpsons tonight. I see where um, the octopus aliens kind of also remind me of this I, I, I was going to mention them earlier. That's what it reminded me of a little bit. We watched um, Collection 3 of the Treehouse of Horrors. Mm. So it had the one where they hey, make it sound like Maggie is Crane's daughter. Oh, yeah. And they go on <laughs> Jerry Springer. Okay, so she's literally torn the house down. The whole building, really. Which, is anybody even going to notice? They're on Skid Row. Probably not. Oh my gosh, she's wilding out. (laughs) He, she is wilding out. I'm not hurting somebody somebody and it's wilding out for a long time. Electrocution. <laughs> that is so good. This is good. Oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> it explodes like the Death Star. It's in space all of a sudden. What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't even know. That was insane. That was so funny. He has torn down the whole block. I like, so at this point, like, where it's all torn down and real Audrey is, like, looking around trying to see what's alive in this rubble. So my closed captioning just has parentheses, in parentheses, it says mellow music. It is mellow. Yes, I can hear it. That's so funny. It looks like freaking bombed out World War Two or some shit. Oh, for sure. The fog just sets the tone here. Oh, Seymour made it. Aww. 
think it would have been really crappy if Seymour hadn't made it. Uh, like, yeah. If they'd made it where Seymour didn't make it or the plant had actually eaten the real Audrey. It I said think that just the original have... script called for Audrey and Seymour to be eaten by Audrey, too. Really? And then, that is something I did not know. Yeah, Frank Oz reluctantly had it changed after negative um, reactions from test audiences. That's neat. Could you imagine? I don't think they do that much anymore. Like the whole <gasps> test audience thing. This wedding dress. Oh my god. You know what's funny is this scene like reminds me of the cinematic style of Pushing Daisies. Oh, okay, yeah. That bright green, or Mm -hmm. that bright, vibrant kind of like... And it actually, they do little clips like this. And here's our Greek chorus. Mm -hmm. I guess they're the the, um, wedding party. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, no. You know, now that I look at the baby version, I kind of think of Cabbage Patch Dolls. It's so cute, right? Well, because remember the plant that they used to show on the side of the Mm -hmm. box? The cabbage stall. Little shop, little shop. I think this might be my favorite song. You sure? Yeah, I think I do like the Seymour song, but I love Little Shop of Horrors as a song. It's just so catchy. It is. I feel like you know it, even if you've never watched the movie. Mm-hmm. You know the little like beat to it. That was a Again, blast. I'm kind of sad that this group of actors is not still currently making things together. Yeah. Maybe maybe they'll like do Maybe they'll do like a not a reboot or whatever like cuz I know how you feel about that, but just Something where they, the remaining cast get together and talk right. about it. Maybe they've already done that. I guess that's the sad know. thing is a lot of these people were rolling up on like, and the that cast we can hear any day that they're not yeah. here. Yeah. I think that's what's also so phenomenal is you do have a lot of, back, you have a, you have a good bit of background people, but if you think about today, where the extras number in the thousands and mm-hmm. then this like yeah you had some extras if you scroll through the cast list but it's not actually that long no and yeah there's not many people in this it's so well done it just i loved that like i knew that i loved it but i forgot how really great it was so we forgot to say at the beginning that we actually did a poll um jenny picked a movie i picked a movie and then we kind of picked one together which is funny the one we picked together this one is the one that won the poll of what we were going to live watch. Um, And at first I was disappointed because what were our other options, Jenny? It was Hocus Pocus, of course, Little Shop of Horrors, and Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. And Sleepy Hollow is like one of my favorite movies. Like, I had it on the other night. It it really holds up too. It does. And so I was like a little bummed when everybody, like when nobody really voted for it. Mm -hmm. But then like, I'm I'm okay with it now. Like, I'm glad. If that makes sense. Like, I have this rented, I guess, for 24 hours or whatever it is now. and I, I feel, think it's 48 now. Is it 48? I'm going to watch it a bunch so. more. Like, I'm probably going to put it on again. Like, right like after. I still really am going to watch Sleepy. I haven't watched Sleepy Hollow yet um, in our... Like, the good thing is, for us tonight, this counts as our um, movie challenge that we're doing for the, um, the old feed, the PTV um, in feed mm-hmm. that we're still a part of. Um, so, this counts for that. There we go. 
So that's cool. Alright, so what's your favorite part of this movie? Favorite um, thing about it? The plant is my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Which, duh. Duh. I think my favorite part is the first time that he, like, flops down and starts talking to him. Mm-hmm. And is like, you know, I won't do it again. I've done it a thousand times. But I mean, it basically tells him, like, I need food. I need you to take care of me. Um, I need you to give me life. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. There you go. Jenny did it. <laughs> uh, so I think that's my favorite part. And the plant's my favorite part. But I think overall, it is the casting decisions. I love the music and I love the wardrobe. Like, I called the out all of her wardrobe changes. So well done. It looks so good. And it holds up. Like Everything about oh, yeah. this is just a blast visually to watch. And to listen to. Um, it's damn near a perfect movie. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I was going to say, I was about to ask you, is there anything that you feel like could have been done different or left out and you wouldn't have... You I want more okay? because this is only like 90 minutes. It really is. You know. Which, okay, do you think we want more because now in this time movies are way longer than they used to be? Or do you think we want more because it is just such a phenomenal movie? Maybe it both. Because um, I can okay. see another couple of, like, songs in there, like, fleshing out of the Audrey and Seymour relationship. And Yeah, the real Audrey. Yeah. And yeah. maybe another death or two would be good. Because really it's just the dentist. We killed the dentist and, and Mr. Mushnick. Mushnick. And... I know this sounds really bad, but because we're on Skid Row and they show those people just kind of like living on the street and laying out everywhere, mm-hmm. I think I think the dentist being the first victim was perfect because he's like, look, just pick anybody. Mm-hmm. Pick somebody that's really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's, you're, you know, it's not like you're killing them. You're just feeding me. But I think like in between Mushnick saying, I saw everything you did, or maybe between Audrey finding out that this plant really does talk and eats people. Right. Like, if they grabbed, like, a bum or something. Or, have or like, like, a bum a, had stumbled in. Yeah, like know. a montage of him, like, leading people into the shop to be eaten. Right. Or know? people sneaking into the shop. Because, yeah. remember, all these people kept trying to bust into the shop because they wanted to see this see plant it, so right. bad. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm with you. I think Not that those, I'm, like... Yeah, those specific, like, areas beefed up a little bit, I think, would add something to it. I'd like to see a little bit more happy between Seymour and Audrey. Me too. Which yeah. is kind of like what you said. Maybe you said more songs fleshing mm-hmm. out their relationship. Mm-hmm. But I would have liked to see them a little happy. And I almost would have liked when he first told her, like, I fed the... Oren's gone because I fed him to the plant. Like, I think I would have almost liked her to be... Because of how upset she was that she he was missing and we were like giving our crap about that i think in true fashion of a victim i think when seymour first told her she would have been angry like if she'd been angry with him mm-hmm. and you know then forgiven him yeah i don't know it's, it's things like that that you you're like oh that would have been cool and it would have made it longer and it would give us more movie but then you worry like if you'd done that like would it fucked it up no i don't think so he would just add to it. See, this is yeah, what's think- interesting about the reboot question, right? A couple little changes, 
see how it works, you know. I see can, how many people you piss off or how many people you make happy? I could see this being done as a remake doing very, very well. Oh, I don't doubt that it would do well. I just have this weird, like I said, love-hate soapbox moment reaction to rebooting and renewing things. I know. But you might as well embrace it because it's just what's going to happen. So just Disney is Monopoly and everything's being rebooted or remake. Yeah, so... And I'm just going to sit here like the old woman that's screaming, get off my lawn. Because <laughs> that's just who I am at this point. I mean, I think that there's certain vehicles and things that have life still in them and ones that don't. So the for ones sure. that don't, leave those alone. But something like this, I'm all for a remake. Uh, not it just a, like a like a movie like a TV movie or like a special event is not a series you know I don't want to see a mm-hmm. cartoon cartoon like Little Shop of Warriors although that does sound pretty cool actually. although that does sound kind of cool now that I say it you're that, like I said no but now I'm like hmm. that's how we get Rick Moranis into doing things is a cartoon version of this and he voices Seymour. Get the cast back together. As much of it as you can, of course. Exactly. That's like Caden and I are currently watching, and I had to purchase it on DVD. It was not available any other way. I got the Beetlejuice cartoon. How was it? It is so good. Oh, yeah. Cool. It makes, and I had forgotten just how many references to the movie it actually makes. Um, Like, Lydia's on her bike coming home from school, and, like, going her and... Beetlejuice are going to hang out after school or whatever, which is what they do in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, we say day day <laughs> So she's like singing to herself. Um, and then he has to, he goes in front of like the mayor or the judge or something. And he has to go to the waiting room and like all the, the crowd is there that was there in the movie. Mm-hmm. Little thing, little things like that. And her parents really do look like her parents, like the cartoon versions. Mm-hmm. They look really good. Like if you, put the real life people up next to him it was super good awesome um all right well that is it um let is us, it it let us hit some um plugs real quick on um twitter you can find me at the nope at jenny position <laughs> um the jenny position was too long so it would not accept that as a name so boo you whore twitter yeah uh, Jenny position. And Although I like the Jenny because it's the Jenny position. I like that you're identifying yourself as the Jenny of the Jenny, Jenny position. I, am I like Jenny. this. Um, Maybe I should go in there and change mine to and the Miranda, but again, <laughs> probably too long. So, so if you're listening to this, then um, you should go to episode four of the Jenny position and listen to the debut episode of Telling Stories. Which was um, a podcast that I worked really hard on and uh, worked with others. And uh, I had somebody make me an awesome theme song for that show. And then... um, Can I give my review? Yes, please. Okay. It is 110% the most amazing, phenomenal piece of workmanship you have done to date. Wow. It was phenomenal. It's only like 20-ish minutes long. Mm -hmm. Super quick. It's just enough creepy that you're like, 
Uh, don't think I want to go to sleep with the light off. <laughs> but it's not creepy enough that if you're not into things like that, that you wouldn't want to listen. Um, the story is well done. You have an amazing narrator voice. Um, a lot of people have complimented your talking voice, but narrator voice and talking voice are two very, very different things. I was, like, so blown away, and I thought about texting you and being like, this is amazing. But I was like, I am saving it for on the air because I want to, like, it was so good. And that story, like, I don't know where you, I mean, she lists the author of the story and stuff, but, like, it was written so well that, like, I believed it. Well, um, his name is Jeremy Alderman. And it's funny because when I decided to do that sort of podcast, because No Sleep is, like, a huge inspiration for me in doing that sort of thing. Because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. It's, like, audio, horror fiction, or whatever. And We're I've kind al- of getting back to old stuff, if you think about it. Like, yeah. the old people used to, like, gather around the radio and listen yeah. to, like, the H.C. Will stories and stuff. Yeah. So I kind of feel like podcasting is is that. It and is that's what I that. felt like. Honestly, that's what I felt. I felt that. So, like, yeah. And so um, I, I'm a part of this group that I got into called, <laughs> it's from my love of uh, horror. It's the um, Joe Bob Briggs um, mm-hmm. it's called the mutants or whatever. It's their Facebook group. So I've been in that group for a while and all of them, all of those people in that group are really big horror fans. And I knew I wanted to have a horror story, um, uh, for October. So I was, I was like, surely there's a writer, a horror writer or two in this group. So I just posted like, Hey, I'm doing this project for my podcast. And if you have like a little short story, um, I'll read it. And so I got a couple of responses and one of them was Jeremy's and I was going through his stories on, um, I think it's called thought catalog that he has them all written out. What you said. And, um, that one I thought was really well done. And I thought that it was perfect for what I wanted to do. Like it, not a lot of dialogue and just like a lot of like narrative storytelling. So um, Which I think for that platform is amazing. I, think I don't so think it it works well when you have a lot of he said and then she said right. and then I said right. I um, didn't, didn't want to do that sort of thing. I mean, I will eventually, but um, in the beginning, I wanted to be sort of simple because I didn't know what I was doing. Frankly, <laughs> I was just like kind of well. That does it not up. show. Like I'm going to be honest, that does not show. Um, and. You didn't do many of, like, stumbling over words or, or anything. It was very well. Which I'm sure you read the story a couple times before. you did. Uh, So, I don't know. It, it was very professional. Thank and you. the music lend, lent well. Lends well? I don't know. Bad grammar moment. Um, it kind of solidifies the tone and set it up to where... In my brain, it was very visually alive. Yes, that's what I was going for. I wanted to, like, make it start out very um, kind of melodic and then just, like, slowly intensify the the horror and, like, the tension so that it peaks and then the music will just drop off once I you like that, get to a certain point in the story. I like that since it was in podcast form, narrative form, that it was something that... Um, you had to use your imagination and you had mm. to uh, visually plan out yourself and that it wasn't necessarily like a, a slasher or anything. It was just like a made you kind of feel like 
you needed to look over your shoulder, made you question the sounds around you kind of story. Mm-hmm. A thought-provoking horror, as it be. Yeah. Um, something more along the lines of, like, Nicole Kidman's movie The Others or The Skeleton Key, where it's more mm-hmm. of the thought and the what it's doing to you mentally mm-hmm. than what you're visually seeing right. on the screen. Right. So, um, yeah. A thousand to, times awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um and and not to like get ahead of myself but the what i'm working towards and building towards and and doing that sort of podcast is number 1 um like honing my voice acting skills and editing skills um mm-hmm. but i really want to build it to eventually do like a full, full blown like audio drama with characters you know, like 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 you said, like back in the forties when people listened to their radios for their stories, right? So like mm-hmm. War of the Worlds or something like that. So um it is my eventual dream to do a production of that sort. It's with- one of those things that if somebody's not gonna hire us, Jenny and I both would love nothing more than to do voiceover work. We have two very different voices. I'm obviously really loud. <laughs> but we both have dreams of doing that and I think it's excellent that you found a way to be able to be confident enough in yourself to get that out there and yeah as soon as you come up with a performance audible does a lot of those where it's a book Mm -hmm. uh, especially a lot of the doctor who stories Mm -hmm. on audible they do dramatizations of those um i'm here for it find me find me write me a character i'll do it (sighs) thank you i love you for that um and the sequel i truly mean that not just because you're my best friend no no i believe that uh, the sequel to that story should be dropping on the Jenny position um, the week of Halloween as well. So That um, just made my day. I wonder if that's how it ended or if there's a sequel. Because if it ended that way, it was good. But if it didn't, I'm, I'm okay. I want yep. more. You know? Yep. 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 I think it's pretty good. The sequel is pretty good. Sorry. Um, now that I just made us record for 15 extra minutes no, while I guessed no, over here. No, that's fine. No, I've, I've, Jeez, I do it. I, I've gotten some good comments about it but not a whole lot so it actually makes me feel a lot better because i was sort of worried that well, it I think didn't go over find it well no i think that because we um are on a different feed now maybe some people are still just trying to find us mm-hmm. um which is understandable so i wouldn't think that like that means it didn't do well or people didn't like it i think it was wonderful it was tweet, excellent tweet, tweet me if you liked it okay so or go on the facebook page uh the jenny position on facebook and uh, leave me a review. I will read your reviews on my episodes of that show. Um, so any five-star review gets a shout-out. And um, I think that's all we've got going on. What about you? Um, you're at Moms a Nerd on Twitter. I am on the Twitter and uh, I on the Instagram. I post a lot on the Instagram. So technically, if you look me up on Instagram, it's not at Moms a Nerd. But I'm, I think if you go type Moms a Nerd, I do pull up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you follow us at Geek and Sassy, you can easily follow Jenny and I from there because I have our um, personal handles in the top there for you to like tap on and mm-hmm. come over to us. Um, I am currently in the process of building a. Christmas movie challenge for our friends over at the Place Family Nation. Um, my Halloween movie challenge will be ending sometime this week, obviously, mm-hmm. depending on when you're listening to this. Um, 
So my Halloween movie challenge will be ending. I feel like it went really well. I was really nervous to do something like that because when you're asking people to participate in, in such a thing, if you get no participation, you feel like no one likes your idea. Yeah. Kind of like you doing your thing. Um, so I really needed people to participate. And there is one gentleman on Twitter, and he and I are now friends on Instagram, that has really been into it. And that's just really made my day. And you've been really good at – you've been doing it a lot and on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, really big. And even if it was – and I know other people have done it but just not tweeted it because they'd be like uh, – I've heard people, like, private message me or say, yeah, I watched that for the challenge, but they were just not posting. So I guess even if just a small handful of people um, participate the very first year, then that's what matters. Yeah, and then and, we will Yeah, you don't want start. no one to participate. Right, you don't want no one to participate. So. When does the Christmas movie challenge start? December 1st? Um, that is what I'm trying to figure out right now because there's a huge debate over when you should and should not start Christmas movies. Mm. Um, so I'm trying to decide, do we do 25 days of Christmas, which is the traditional, or do we do the start the day after Thanksgiving and do a season of Christmas movie challenge. Because um, those are two very different things, 25 days of Christmas and season of Christmas. Hmm. So. Well, um, I feel like November, like Thanksgiving this year is really close. It really to is. the it's, first. I, it really threw me off, to be honest, when I saw when Thanksgiving was. I, yeah, I genuinely too. thought it was yeah. like the week before. And kept telling people like, oh, I can't do anything then. Yeah. Like that's Thanksgiving week. And they would look at me like I was crazy. Yeah, I had that conversation today. It was like, Jenny, it's the next week. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. I knew that. It is. So, I don't know. Um, I kind of like the hashtag season of Christmas movie challenge because it's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, 25 Days of Christmas has been done, mm-hmm. um, which most people doing the PTBN Halloween movie challenge, which is really long, by the way, um, are also adding, I know I have been adding hashtag 31 day or 31 nights of Halloween, mm-hmm. but I felt that one was overdone too. So mm-hmm. that's why I didn't make it that. So we'll see. Um, most likely I'm leaning more towards season of Christmas. All right. Well, stay tuned to all of I feel of like our... we've forgotten. I don't think so. You sure? Um, well, we were both guests over on the Place B Nation pop feed recently for, um, a live watch of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, with our friend Andy. Yeah. I thought that was a really fun episode. It was a really fun episode. I realized we were also excited at some points that, um, like, I think we had other things to say. It's not that we were, like, cutting each other off. <laughs> like, I think we had other things to say. But when you get more than two people on a podcast, sometimes it makes it hard. I thought we had a pretty so, good flow, though, right? From we did. We had a great yeah. flow. So, yeah, we had an excellent flow. Um but it was a live watch, so we didn't want to go too crazy over that. Mm-hmm. So, And yeah. then we will also be doing the Thanksgiving special and the Christmas we will. special we will. for Charlie Brown. So keep an eye over at the Place Me Nation pop feed, of course, as always. Excited to do those. Mm-hmm. Um, are you sure that maybe you don't have a Nerd Eye Candy of the moment? Oh, are we doing Nerd oh. Eye Candy? I feel like we should. Well, uh, I think there's no contest on this night. Is Rick Moranis. Um, he is the inspiration for a retrospective of Rick Moranis to be determined here on Geek and Sassy. We will be definitely 
throwing some love his way. Um, but he's adorable. I feel like he still looks adorable, even mm-hmm. 30 years later. He doesn't age. And like, I don't really feel like he's aged. He has that cute little pouty mouth. And the little mop of, like, curly brown hair. And yes. he's just, I think it's maybe like a perpetual, like, little boyness, you know? Not to say that I'm attracted to little boys, but I'm just saying he has that quality. He has the... the like, it's an innocence, right? Like, um... The nerd, the nerd yeah. quality. The, yeah. yeah. So, um... Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go with Rick Moranis. I'm gonna give mine to one douchebag dentist. Oh! Good Steve Martin. Because I feel like, even as old man Steve Martin, there's just something... Oh, no, I appealing. agree. There's just something very appealing about him. Not like, you know, sometimes we're like, ho, 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 ho. It's not that. It's just something that it's, makes you have, like, a pull, like a gravitas, if you will. It's a bad boy quality. I don't even know it's, if it's, well, yeah, his character in this, mm-hmm. yeah. But, like, in general, I don't even know if it's that. I think it's just... His sense of humor, for mm-hmm. sure. He's like a real well-rounded individual as far as, like, when people are like, my perfect man would have a sense of humor. He would be at least as tall as I am. Steve Martin's 5'11 and a half. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm a tall lady, guys. I can't help it. Um, so I think, like, his sense of humor, the way he carries himself, he looks very dapper in a suit. He does look dapper. Suit. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. I, th- I think that's great. Good choice. Thank you. Thank you. Good choices all around. Honorable mention to uh, Ellen Green. Yes, she's so hot. Like, so weirdly hot. Again, she doesn't age. Mm-mm. All right. You guys, watch this movie. It's so fucking good. Like, I think you should start it when we start the recording and watch it and hear our commentary throughout. Yes, the please do that. I mean, or... or just whatever. Just watch this movie. It's just yeah. Just watch it. It's fucking In awesome. All right, and I guess that's it. Thank you for listening. And you're still welcome for talking.